The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, February 23rd, 2019. Cigar Rep and Police Officer Mike LaRiviere. I knew I'd get that You've wrong. You've been drinking? Not yet. <laughs> From Rocky Patel Cigars was scheduled to join us here today, but he's working undercover and cannot be seen. Good thing you said his name out loud. Yes. And if we had a picture, I'd actually show the picture up here. No, he can't be seen. True story. Um, so we're going to light up a Rocky Patel anyway as we get spicy. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And before I go through my regular rigmarole, we we're- had visitors from Switzerland this week. Yeah, I thought they were going to be here. Alex and Alana. Uh, I believe the story goes that Alex uh, messed up on the flights. He clicked Saturday instead of Sunday. Uh, so they're flying back to uh, – they're driving and flying back to New York and then from New York to Switzerland today. So uh, just giving them a shout-out. That shout was out. something. They, Did they bring meatballs? They'll listen to the, or, or any cheese? the show, and I told them I'd give them a shout-out. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running Ignoring Barry Cigar Podcast. (laughs) Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Isn't that amazing that they, they come up and... Well, they, they stayed and watched the ash holes, and they yeah. smoked along with them, and then did the right thing down in the store and picked up some different cigars. Yeah, they could bring back like 200 cigars yeah, some amount like that. Um, although their tax isn't dramatic there. It's not. No. We're so. international stars. We, they actually never mentioned you. <laughs> so they I mentioned the show. I don't I know why you're saying show. we. So they therefore, it is we. They could have driven to Nashua to visit Barry. They Look, you're not here the only cigar celebrity on this show. I wasn't saying me. They came <laughs> to see Dave. I don't know about that. They, they came to see the show, but it was the wrong day. Well, and they got a picture to take home they did. on oh, yeah, the they stage. Did. Yeah. We're talked about in nations around the world uh, and cigar shops in different states. I, I am very embarrassed by when people come up from far away for supposedly only that reason. Can't be only that reason. Like, I'm not buying it. But no, if it's sure, true, it's you even can, worse. You can combine it with, you know, they, they flew into New York, so they got to see New York. They drove up to Boston. They got to hang out in Boston yeah. for a day. And then they came up and uh, spent the day with us. Loved and got, it. And got disappointed. I don't know if it was disappointed. I think they were happy to see us, and we treated them I nice. don't know. I feel I always feel bad. You know, when they end up saying, this is why I came up, I am apologetic of, I'm sorry, this is it. <laughs> Isn't it? Like there's really there's nothing to see here. Hey, when people call up and place an order and they tell me they listen to the show, I'm like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Hey, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry for that joke. I thought it was funny, but I'm crazy like that. I'm the opposite. I'm proud of it. I'm yeah. proud that people come up and, and say hi to us and they he he as he's talking to me, he said, How's your sous vide? 
I know you like broccoli. Here's a broccoli recipe. Yeah. You know, he, well, he right. said it's so crazy. I know everything about you, and you know nothing about me. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just ashamed to show my face even. Right. Right. Yeah, you well, did keep your back to him an awful I lot. Was, that was rude. I was thinking that uh, when Barry's on vacation, maybe I should produce from the stage ah. for that show, you know, give everyone a rare treat. Yeah, is that what you want to call it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a treat. Bring your shriveled old balls up yeah. on the stage. Ed Sullivan, I'm Here's nothing a personal, but not a treat. No? No, no. And I'm taking nothing away from me. I'm not a treat either, but that's not. We good. should do the show topless like the Ashels once did. Yeah. The, the think, biggest watch show. How sad is that? I think you're. No. I think you're a treat, Ed. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, what a mess this is! All right, um, we are going to smoke um, the cigar we were supposed to be smoking with Mike, but this is part of the Cigar Authority care package, is it not? Anyway, it is. And yeah. its first cigar is the Rocky Patel Sun Grown Maduro, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Rocky Patel. The size is five by fifty robusto. It features a USA Connecticut broadleaf wrapper over binder and filler from Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back roughly nine forty. All right, so we're going to get into smelling on this show in the next uh, right after the break. So I want you to really pay attention to you the smell. smell. You smell this outside wrapper; it, it has some of the nuances of really fresh honey. You know that hasn't been pasteurized. It has the you can see the pollen floating in it. Right. That is a very potent. This is Connecticut Broadleaf, the outside smell. wrapper. And you're not smelling the foot of the cigar, but just the outside wrapper. It's honey. So a little sweetness to it. Does it get any honey? No. And, uh, uh, speaking does, of honey, uh, my friend the Baroness is here. Yes. Does pasteurized honey smell different from unpasteurized? It's less aromatic. Really? It is. Huh. Well, I get so mocha. you wouldn't know that because you're Barry White looking up. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> wait, wait till you sniff one of those. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. There's going to be a lot of this today, by the way. There'll be a lot of sneezing because we're going to do a lot of smelling. Right. So now you got the foot of the cigar, the open end foot of the cigar. By the way, the whole God bless you thing, if I offended an atheist, too yeah. bad. Too bad. Apricots. Mocha. 100% mocha. 100%. We're not even on the same planet, you and I, sometimes. Well, crickets for Barry. <laughs> well, Or happiness for Jonathan. Dave, does it smell like a Diplomatico? Yes, it does. Yeah. It does a little bit. So we, we had the snack authority today, and I believe we ate a cookie <laughs> that wasn't a cookie. I think it was hot chocolate, a, a thing that you're supposed to put in milk or uh, or water or something to turn into it because there's no way this could have been a real cookie, I don't believe. It's or if it was, it was horrible. Um, yeah. Called Diplomatico. So we're going to have to do some research. But when I, I was in the Dominican Republic. I bought all these snacks. This is one of them, and I don't believe it was a snack. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, it's the worst one ever. Well, we got one left sand. that we can put in milk or coffee yeah. and see what happens. And I actually just liked it. <laughs> of course she did. <laughs> she ate it and liked it. Oh, my God, it was bad. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Now, before you got into your whole thing there, yeah, I cheated. I cut the cigar because I can't wait. Yeah. You take a package of Swiss Miss, you open it up, 
You wet your finger and you dip it into the powder. Yeah. That's the cold drawer of the Well, now, hang drawer. on. I am picking up a little bit of the mocha, but if you dipped an apricot in the cocoa and ate that, because there's definitely apricots nah, going on. I get no here. apricot. A dried fruit dipped into the chocolate. The chocolate. Not far like, off. Like the apricot version of the raisinette. Now maybe right. I'm, maybe I'm missing a leaf, but I don't get. Any Not apricot. bad, Ed Sullivan. Not bad. No, he's getting it for raisinette. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the raisinette of. <laughs> I need a little extra time on this one, this lighter, because there's a lot going on here. There is. What a monster! So Barry this... leaves this in his pocket just so, <laughs> so I can impress the ladies. <laughs> How you doing? This yeah. is the. Uh, Swiss Army knife of lighters. It's yes, referred it is. to as the Lotus Dominator, and Dominate it does. Oh, my God. It's got two flip-out bullet punches. It has a full-size set of scissors that fold up into the body. It has four very impressive jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass wow, tank. Man. Even though it is the Lotus Dominator for $69.99, they've got some of that Vertigo technology in there. That's this a serious be, lighter. Reminds me of a Norelco razor. And what do you and what do you call the um, that finish? Is, um, it ha does have a name. Yes. Is that it is the gun? Carbon metal? fiber. Carbon fiber. Oh, right. Yeah. Carbon fiber. I always like the look of that because I can't be trusted with one of the lighters. It's little so. little gray and black checkers or whatever. Mm -hmm. But look, looks very high end. Now that you're starting to agree with me a little more, Ed Sullivan, maybe I'll you put think, a lighter over there for you, but. It, you think I could get one? Well, when you're on camera, it'll be important. All right. So, uh, boy, I had – we just found out yesterday that, that Mike the Cop wasn't – can we call him Mike the Cop? Or, yeah, I was, I'm upset because I figured we'd have some donuts. So, Mike is the new Rocky Patel rap. He is a policeman still. I guess he's got a few more months to go. So, little part-time thing he's doing. He goes full-time when, when uh, he's done with his, like, 20 years or whatever he yeah. has has done. So, uh, always appreciate the service uh, of, a, of a policeman. And um, – um, was excited to have him on here because I did my show notes as I always do in advance, and I had some really fun and great questions. I thought, Mr. Jonathan, you, yeah. you were part of it. We uh, were giggling. Um, and how we're going to go back and forth with him on serious subjects and pretty funny stuff back and forth. Um, so um, finding out yesterday he's not going to be there, I'm like, okay, we're going to have to change all the show notes for the first hour, and what are we going to end up changing it to? Where are we going to go? And then I recalled, Barry, and help me with this. <laughs> yes. You were not a policeman, but you had something to do with So I worked, in a club I worked for the TV show America's Most Wanted. And more specifically, I, I worked for a retired detective who was one of the lead investigators for the show. And I did all his research for various cases the show and he were working on. So you did a lot of like internet and, and that's how, how a lot of detectives, I guess. Right. And then I, I went f to work for another company where we had contracts via Homeland Security um, that we did actual footwork. Okay. Work. Did you have to shoot anyone? No. You went, you went out of the country though. Were you you went, went out of the country a few times. I've, I've been out, I've been on international boats. Um, been here. Did there, you ever everywhere. go on a stakeout and not have steak? Yes. <laughs> Really? Yes. Not so even it, some sort of... And the, and, the, and the worst is on a cold night, and you, you got to take a piss, and you got to break out the bottle because you can't, can't leave. Yeah. Now you just can't leave. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in the van 
With coffee breath down by the river, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't even smoke a cigar because they'd see the ember of the light. Yeah, so it was, it was long nights and things like yeah, that. It was difficult, um, and more annoying than difficult. I may have to fashion something out of metal that can clip onto your cigar and cover the ember for the undercover cops that have to be on stakeouts so they can still enjoy. Well, a the cigar. new ones they don't even let them smoke. You gotta right. have years in. And Columbo's was never lit, right? Not so, not never. Every yeah. once in a while, he'd ask somebody for a light but or something. He could take his unlit one on a steak. Out yeah, pretty safe. Chew on it. Interesting story. My my business partner, who was on camera a lot for America's Most Wanted, <coughs> always had a cigar in his mouth, a lit cigar. Oh, really? And then Fox went to a no smoking policy, and he wasn't allowed to have the cigar on camera anymore. Oh. Okay. Were you ever on camera? Uh, I was in some background shots. And yeah. I was on a, a, uh, another show on identity theft where I played one of the guys stealing people's identity through credit, <laughs> ah. through credit card fraud. There we go. You know how to do it. All the other shots, he was the guy. I, I know the out concept behind it, but I've never actually done it, nor will yeah. I. Yeah. Um, so you, you, I think you got the most information in law enforcement than us. Um, I think Mr. Jonathan's been. Um, Arrested before, maybe. Well, he's like the cavity search. I've heard. That's a long story. Possibly twice. Twice, yeah. Maybe, maybe a third. Might have been a third one. All right. See, Johnny thing would have been good on a stakeout because instead of using a bottle, he could have just tied a ribbon around it. Yes, (laughs) yes. Those that have listened to the show for a while and can follow along with the inside joke. Ed Sullivan, you know what I call you sometimes? (laughs) Yeah, I'm changing that now. It's It's Barry. Barry. (laughs) It's Barry. Um, Have you been arrested before? Me, no. no. No? Never? Ed Sullivan? Yes, sir. You have been arrested. Yeah. Wow. For what? Uh, DUI. Really? Yeah. And in, you, you, you got in thir- trouble? Thir- 33 years ago, something like that. And? So in your lost, 60s. Lost my license. No? Sh- yeah. Really? Yeah. Like Joe Walsh, lost my license. Now I can't drive. Where, where we were coming from? Some concert and party and things? Uh, the Irish American Club. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> the the Dart League. Yeah. Yeah. And you coming home and whoop. It was it was a situation where um, I, I swear this is true. I got into an accident that was not my fault, but okay. then I'm the one that went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't go to Canada because of it. I can go to Canada. No, you can't go to Canada if you've been convicted or if you've received a DUI. Listen, I've been to Canada many, many times. You're lucky then. You could be stopped. Really? Yeah. I know somebody very well who can't go to Canada with. Maybe they're just telling you because they don't want to travel with you. Right. I mean, you keep bringing up this Canada trip. Don't get me wrong, Barry. There's other reasons I can't go to Canada, (laughs) but we won't get into those. Wow. So you you literally got arrested, put in there, and spent the night in jail. Uh, not the whole night. Okay, till somebody came. Yep. How about you, Mister Jonathan? Spent the uh, night. Most of the night. Yeah. Yeah. No drinking involved. Just a tail light out. Suspended registration. Suspended insurance. Suspended driver's license. Locked up. Really? Knock on wood. Nothing. And back in the day, I mean. People were drinking and driving all the time. That seems to be. You weren't drinking and driving. You yeah, weren't drinking. Yeah. No, I was. I once got pulled over when I lived in New York for drinking and driving. It was yeah. four blocks from my house. The guy says, get the, going home. The guy said, I'm going to follow you home, and he followed me home. Yeah. I mean, it helped that I had a, a what they call a courtesy shield in my wallet. Ah. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, who is it? My uncle was really my business associate. Yeah. And he just followed me home instead of locking me up. You got lucky. Cur- 
Courtesy Shield is like the junior police badge. Yes, it, it's even little. Like yeah, for, it's a kid for a kid. Or yeah, something. it looks like a shrinky thing. <laughs> so, when you got pulled over for drunk driving, well, I didn't get pulled over. It was an accident. Oh, it was an accident. And did they say we wanted you to take a breathalyzer test? Yep. And you did. Yep. Because you're told that's what you should do. Um, I mean, the way it works is if you refuse, they're pulling your license right away. So what's the what's the move, Barry? So why I'm not a lawyer and I'm not giving any advice that you should follow without consulting. You're not a lawyer. A lawyer? You're not a lawyer. No, I'm oh, gonna I play one on TV. Oh, though. all right. Uh, but never ever submit to a field sobriety test. Don't even do, do the test. Never mind the breathalyzer. Yep, refuse it. You know, there are some cities like Austin, Texas, has a no refusal uh, weekend, like Memorial Day weekend, where they have a judge on site issuing a uh, search warrant. And then you have to submit to it. But without a warrant, you should never submit to a field sobriety test. Including the breathalyzer. Including the breathalyzer. So, so your policy is deny everything and demand well, proof. hang on a second. If you haven't been drinking, take the sobriety test. Take the breathalyzer, do the whole thing. If you've been drinking, this is when you refuse. You got to start your defense right now. Yeah, then. so you knew you were drinking and you said, let me take the breathalyzer test because they're going to pull my license if I don't. Well, you know you've been drinking. They're going to pull your license if you do. So yeah. isn't a better shot not yeah, doing the, it? Yeah, the limit was higher in those days. And so you hedged I, your bets. I did. I thought I was under. And I was like. <laughs> it was the over-under bet. Like it a was the over-under bet. Yeah. yeah, this is why I don't bet on football. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tiniest bet. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you say, can you recheck that thing or? There was no playing around, huh? Has this thing been calibrated? What's going on right, here? When was the last time it was calibrated? Yeah. See, but then they, then you, you're setting yourself up. You're going from behind. You're doing defense instead of playing offense. If you submit to nothing, you are still innocent until proven guilty. Although the way they pull your license is the license is not a guaranteed right like carrying a firearm is. So they can pull your license. They can pull that privilege because you didn't adhere to their rules, which is you have to submit when they ask you. Or you don't get to drive. But you already have the license. They, who are they to pull it when for no reason? When you sign the paperwork for your license, you are signing away the privilege for those searches. They can illegal give you the, search, search it's and not, seizure. It's not illegal. Nah, you signed you, it and said it's okay. Uh, and uh, they, they say because uh, you don't do it, they're going to pull your license. I'm, I'm leaning towards Barry where if, if I was drinking and driving, I would not do Correct. it. And then get a good lawyer and... and uh, it's illegal what they did to me. I didn't do anything wrong. I'll take another car accident, of course. But uh, just for the, uh, nah, I saw you a swaying type of baloney or whatever. And uh, as I'm saying this, I want to preface this by saying, do not drink and drive. Correct. 100%. Uh, especially nowadays with Uber. What's the sense, right? It's crazy. You got Uber, just call the Uber and five minutes later, you have a car. Right. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, I'm carrying a concealed weapon legally, yep. and I get pulled over. Do I tell the cop? 100%, and you want to have your hands on the wheel where you can see him, and you want to say, officer, I just want to let you know I am licensed to carry, and I am carrying a weapon. I disagree. Just for his safety. No. Because he, if he catches it and he sees it, it's going to change the my, whole stop. My, my policy is that I won't mention it unless I'm asked to step out of the vehicle. That is correct. That is the and correct And you're carrying answer. at that moment. Correct. And what if he sees the bulge or something like that? I don't want to get shot I'm, either. I'm in my car. He's not going to 
see the bulge if I'm truly carrying. Look, if you, if you work with the officer that's pulling you over, chances are, not chances are, but there's a more likelihood that the guy will be, or woman, will be more willing to. All you're doing is escalating a situation that doesn't need to be escalated. You. you get pulled over for speeding. There's no need to bring in firearms into the conversation. We're talking if, about if you're speeding. you're carrying legally, common courtesy is to inform the officer who's putting his life on the line. Only if. To let him know that you are legally I'm carrying. Not, I'm not going to shoot him. Doesn't so matter. I don't you need should, to tell him about put him it. in that situation. He's already in the situation. And Ed Sullivan, you're leaning towards that too. You're not saying a thing. How about this, he asks for your license and registration? You give me a license, your registration, and your gun permit. No. 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 License and registration. He's probably going to find out that I am licensed. How? When they run your when, when they, they run, run my info. When they run your license. There's nothing on my license that tells me I have a uh, No, but when they run it through yeah, the they, computer system, every, they'll find out. Yeah, every record that you have in the system gets really? pulled up. Yep. Well that means I have a license to carry. Doesn't mean I'm carrying. Correct. And he, it's up to him at that point to come up and ask, are you carrying and, and, right now? So if I have a license in New Hampshire, which I do, and I'm in Massachusetts and I have a New Hampshire license, the New Han the Massachusetts cop can see I have a New Hampshire don't, license? Don't know what their I record sharing that. policy All is. Right. Yeah, every state has different policies. I mean, there was, one, there was one point where you could be licensed to carry in New York, but you, it didn't cross over to Jersey. Correct. But you were allowed to carry in Pennsylvania. Yeah, but really, the but only you can't way get there. You, right, you, can't you, get you have there to go from, around. Yeah, which nobody's going to do. That's the problem that happens. But some some states are uh, connected anyway. Um, and and these would be great questions for the cop, right? As opposed to the people from the cigar thing. But right, and, and I'm willing, I'm willing to say any cop that's watching the show is go, going to agree with the fact that they would want to be told. Every cop I've asked has said, mm -hmm. "Do not tell me. I don't want to know. That's none of my business. You I'm pulling you over for speeding." I want to deal with the speeding. That's it. Yes, sir. No, sir. Hands at 10 and 2. Have the, the documents ready. If you have to reach for them, explain you're reaching for them, what your intent is. Keep your hands in plain so sight. Now, so now you're reaching over to your glove compartment and the officer sees the, the weapon. Well, first of all, I'm not left-handed, so he's not going to see it. Well, I am. I'm left-handed. Well, well, if you're reaching over you're to the glove compartment, you go with your right hand. So do you do you go get the license? You go in the glove compartment before he comes up. I don't. No, no. you do not. Do not because then he sees I'm moving stuff my, around. Yeah, my hands are on the wheel until yeah. he reaches the vehicle. And put I don't it, keep put it, it down a crack, or you go all the way down. <laughs> Have you been drinking? Put which down a crack? <laughs> the window. The window? <laughs> Not your pants. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, just a clarifying question. Yes. Uh, Who are you, Barry well, Stein now? Why, why wouldn't you put the window all the way down? Because I was told, open it a crack. Am I wrong? If you've been drinking it at all, you don't want to give them the opportunity to say that they smelled anything. So then you go a crack. So wait a minute. Now we're drinking and carrying weapons? <laughs> I'm, just telling you, I'm just telling you what I heard. Anybody chiming in here saying they know There's the somebody answers? in the chat room that said in Texas, if a police officer runs your driver's license, it will show if you have a license to carry. In any state, even if, it's New if I'm in Texas, my New Hampshire license to carry is going to be on there? It, it depends on how much information is shared from New Hampshire out of state. Really? I would assume, it's so crazy I would assume that yes. everything isn't shared. I would assume yes, but I don't know the why New Hampshire. Should the, why should the cop in, in 
Texas. I don't have a Texas license. Why should the cop in Texas know that I have a license to carry in New Hampshire? Well, let's, what, let's what, take it off of the gun thing. Let's say you were deemed abs, uh, criminally insane in New Hampshire. Yes. Wouldn't you want the cop in Texas yeah. to be able to know? So you can't say, oh, we're only going to share certain documents. Right. You're either but sharing your document drive or you're not. My guess is they would share it with any states that have reciprocity on licensing, obviously. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but even though you have a license to carry here in New Hampshire... You can't carry in Massachusetts because Massachusetts Correct. doesn't have carry. For now, permits. although it did just pass the House, the if you have a license in one state, it's reciprocity for all states, and it's go on its way to the Senate. Tough Thanks. one. We have mm-hmm. the Senate. We, being the gun people, have the Senate. It's yeah, expected it's got, to pass in the Senate, and I'm ninety percent sure Trump's signing it. So, yeah, this we'll could see. be happening. All right, can a cop detect? Edibles, marijuana edibles like pot brownies and things like that. So there is a company based in California. Are you asking that, for a friend? <laughs> <laughs> there is a company in California. If they that, can detect if I eat brownies, we got a problem. <laughs> but pot brownies. There is a company in California that just created a, a device that will measure if you have THC on your breath. And they're in the process of field testing it out in California. That's about a year away. So it's about a year away. What they do is they, if they suspect that you're under the influence of anything, whether it's marijuana, regular drugs, hard drugs, they will perform a field sobriety test. And that is your test. If you fail this field sobriety test, they can make the assumption that you are operating the vehicle under the influence of something. That's doesn't you, matter what. But some of those That's things would have to be a blood test. test. It's not going to be coming out of their mouth. Well, a blood test or a hair follicle test isn't a valid test because it could have been 30 days ago that you smoked or ingested THC. Yeah. So this THC thing that, that they're testing, if the THC has been in your system within two hours, it comes back with a positive test. Out of your mouth. Out of your mouth. This is going to be a big thing uh, now because yes, there's so many people. And there's a lot of people that think, hey, it's legal to smoke marijuana now in Massachusetts. That means I can toke and go in the car. No. Yeah, right. It's the same thing as alcohol. No, it's not because there's no way to test this thing yet. Right now, yeah. there isn't. Yeah. But you should be showing the same um, restraint and respect of the law by not driving yeah. high and not driving on the Well, maybe folks. the guy that crashed into Ed Sullivan and he ends up getting a DUI for drinking and driving. Right, maybe he was, was high as a kite. High, right. And he walked. Yeah. And you got in trouble. That's right. What's the statute of limitations so on this? According to somebody in the chat room, all 50 states participate in a national crime information center, center sharing system. They can see the driver's license information from all 50 states. Most states, they can also see license to carry permits if you have one. So it's most states. Oh. I'm surprised dun, dun, dun. at that. All right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, early thoughts here on the Rocky Patel Sun Gromadoro. Um, barbecue? Barbecue, burnt the, ends. The, uh, the flavors on this cigar definitely showed up, unlike mine. Yes. <laughs> yes sure. I think if we have some fun with AJ, we might as well have some fun with Mike. Mike called, and Mike was worried, was concerned about, we were mad, and I said, we got this, don't worry yeah. about a thing. And, and then uh, you just listen, keep dumping salt in the wound. He's a good guy, but I'm, yeah, a, I'm a I ball appre- breaker. I appreciate his service and uh, the the lack of respect that the police people get. And that's who I am anyway. That I, I hate it. I, I'm bothered by very much that uh, people treat cops so badly. There's bad cops, I'm sure. I don't happen to There's know bad any. People. I don't happen to know any, but right. Um, along the lines of your barbecue, this is if you were to start making your burnt ends with um, one of those vinegar mop type things. There's a, yeah. there's a little. There's a little bit of, I don't want to say sour in a bad way, because certainly sour or, or acidity 
adds to flavor. You can't have anything be delicious without having a sour component to it. I see a little. You need the acid. So there, there's a little bit of that going on in the background. He nailed it at Sullivan, didn't he? I'm on fire he today. He did. He did. I hate to admit it, yeah. but he did it. So you see a lot of people smoking along with us on this. Um, background vinegar of, you know, not in your face of salt and vinegar, potato chips, sting type of thing or something. But uh, if you've had that on a, a barbecue, the vinegar rub on top of it, there it is. A little bit of that. The four things you need for something to be considered delicious, and this goes for any recipe, salt, acid, fat, and heat. Heat being the cooking. So obviously we're cooking here. We got yes. we got a red ember. So now when you're looking for balance, you're looking for a fatty component, which we have. You're looking for the acidity component, which we have. It's a little a little lacking in the salt component for me. I'm not getting a, a saltiness, so I would give it two out of three, which ain't bad. Now is this the one that got the the uh, high rating on cigar aficionado the, a few years ago? It was uh, it was the number two cigar of the year, I think. Okay. Of the, this is the Rocky Patel Sun Grown Maduro. Uh, by the way, the only way to get a Maduro is sun grown. So, our resident police officer in the chat room says, uh, not speaking for all officers, but I personally do like knowing if a person is carrying. I like knowing in the back of my mind that there is a weapon within arm's reach. I do not change my tactics on how to handle the stop, but I appreciate the information. See, and I'm on the other side. I don't want to get shot in the back of the head because he thought I made a quick move now that he knows I have a sidearm. So I'm just keeping it to myself. Not that he would shoot me in the back of the head, but somebody might. Yeah, so he knows it, but now does it does it end up getting a little scary to, oh, my God, the guy ends up having that and let me um, get him out of the car I think put the hands on the... For me, it's a courtesy thing. You know, I would want to know. Yeah. This officer would want yeah. to know. Uh, I'm sure there are offices that would rather not know. I don't know a single one that says they want to know. Well, right you know, you know this guy. I don't know him. But I know an <laughs> awful lot of officers that buy cigars at Two Guys Cigars, Two Guys Smoke Shop. Yeah, yeah. I've taken they don't want to know. two courses on firearms law, and both of the lawyers who taught the courses recommended that you do not announce this. And I'll go by that. And. Of course, they passed out their cards. Well, what I ne- <laughs> what I never want is the officer to pull the gun on on me. I've been pulled over a lot of times. I never went to jail, but I've been pulled over a lot of times, and and no one's ever pulled a gun out on me. Mm. And if I end up saying to them, "Just want to let you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm packing some heavy stuff in here right now," and typically I could be, you know, if I'm going to a gun range well, or something, I could have six guns on me, and the likelihood of- certainly goes up. Yeah. Right. Why, why complicate the situation? Yeah, okay. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, um, we're going to taste and smell cigars. We taste and smell cigars all the time, but how good is our taste and smells? We're going to see if we can detect spices, not in cigars, but right out of the bottle. I got a little test for you guys. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age for your voyage 
may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not 
quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is George Padron from Padron Cigar. That was abrupt. There it is. Am I here? Hear I'm here. Uh, not really. We can't hear you at all. Can't hear me. There you there go. We go. Okay, we're back. And Sullivan huh. had a little brain fart over yeah. there, it looks well, like. No, it just stopped playing that uh, bumper on its own. <laughs> just stopped. <laughs> Maybe it's the police. Because uh, we're learning the tricks. We, we, we go to break, and uh, Damon tells us that if you put a copper penny, some pennies aren't copper anymore, so you got to get like an old penny. You can't use the new stuff, but you put a copper penny in your mouth when you get pulled over. Which is worse than licking a urinal cake, by the way. <laughs> is it? And um, it's less minty, that's for sure. But um, then when you're going to do the breathalyzer, you take the penny out or keep it in your mouth. It doesn't matter what you do. Regardless of... You you blow and it it takes it away. Keep in mind, anytime you're dealing with a situation where it's you and the man, in quotes, anything that you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. So you're better off not giving them any ammunition whatsoever. What does that mean? You don't talk. I feel like we should cue the music from cops. Well, you can put a penny in your mouth, though. I guess. But then you're risking slurring your speech. Oh, I detected a ah, speech so slur. No, no, I have a penny in my mouth. I'm not that, buying it. Get a, out of the car. That, We're doing like, a sobriety like, test. This is what I wanted to talk to Mike about. Does he know these tricks? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he pulls somebody over, and the guy's got like eight eight cents in his mouth or something. It's a <laughs> hold on. You know, he couldn't remember yeah. if it was a penny, a quarter, or a silver dollar, so I just went with all of them. And if you could do a magic trick and put the 10 pennies in your mouth and pull out a dime or something, huh? <laughs> the guy would be impressed and say, wow, how'd you do that? And he's just trying to stop. I've heard so many people tell, this is what you do, this is what you do. I want to know from the cop's perspective, and I and I know uh, we have some people on on the uh, chat box and stuff chiming in. So, uh, uh, Ed, you have somebody chiming in about well, uh, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, a gentleman by the name of David, I think it's Setlinski. Okay. Says, Mr. J always has a fatty component. Ah. His head. Oh, I thought you were going to oh, say well. the two guys on both sides of him. Well played, <laughs> sir. <laughs> 
So I, I collect patches from police departments around around the country. Yeah, and I'm 99% sure it was David Sitlinski that sent me a patch from Detroit Metro. Ah, mm. is he from Detroit? It does not say oh, here. Okay, and we can't cross. It's not like we have these computer yeah, things let me that look we can it see up. <laughs> if he has a thing. Unfortunately, uh, all right. So um, we talk about the smell and the taste and everything on cigars. And um, I have heard that um, even chefs and stuff can't detect um, when they're tasting certain spices in their chefs. Um, is it is it true that we really know what things taste like? So somebody uh, just fact checked the penny under your uh, under your tongue. Yeah, and it's uh, old wives' tale. Does not work. Really, rats. And- I, I did do a records check. David said Linsky is from the city of Detroit. There we go. There we go. So that's the guy. He got a patch from uh, Barry. Remembered you. Aren't you nice for doing that? Okay. So I have uh, a stack here of um, six different spices for you to smell. And I have two tiebreakers just in case. So I don't this, want you to say it. That I, is not a tiebreaker. One is a tiebreaker. Two is just you have an extra two. It's two tiebreakers. Yeah, if yeah. we're both wrong on the first tiebreaker, he needs a second tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah, come on. So open this up. I got a cover that just says number one on it. Don't stare at it and look at it. Just give it a smell. Pass it down. Write it down on a piece of paper with, with, with what answer you got. And I'm watching you. It just says number one. It's in a spice bottle. Don't look at it, Barry. Just smell. A lot of the spices you can't tell by looking at anyways. All right. And but Ed Sullivan can, Ed. so make sure you keep an eye on him. Write down your answer. No cheating over here. That's number one. You can keep num- number one there. I know what the answer is. You got that down, Ed Sullivan? Yeah, I got it. All right. So what do you have, Mr. Jonathan? What smell was that? You guys have your answers locked in down there? Yeah. Don't right. be messing was- around. You feel con- you, you all these feel like you got this? I feel confident. All right, you sm- took a little smell of it. it what do you got? It smelled like oregano to me. Smelled like oregano. Could it be marijuana and just look like oregano? Could be. Could, Could it? it be? All right, what it, do you got? It smelled like oregano, but I went with celery salt. Celery salt. I went oregano. All right, the answer is oregano. So there is, uh, you keep track of this? Mr. Jonathan, keep track. Yep. You got um, one point for you, one for Ed Sullivan. Uh, don't but- I get two points because I got it exact? No. no. Well, if it's either right or wrong. It's either right or wrong. That is oregano. Um, That's what it was, and that's what it is, and it was not celery salt. Do you ever have celery salt? Yes. Yeah? On a hot dog? What do you put it on? Um, Just seasoning and stuff. Oh, Mr. Jonathan says that one was strong. Oh, my. (laughs) Really? You got to breathe deep on that one, (laughs) (laughs) I get nothing. Give it a little shake if you need to. You really got to breathe deep to get it because I... Pass that off. (coughs) Oh, it went up Mr. Jonathan's nose, whatever that is. Have a sip of something. It stings the nostrils. I don't know if I can get a sip up my nose. You can. Get that, Ed Sullivan? He's uh, choking as well. All right. You locked in? Let's start with Barry Stein. What is that, Barry Stein? I couldn't get anything off of it. Uh, there was a peppery component. I'll say some form of pepper. Pepper he's going to go with. I'm going to go specifically with uh, jalapeno powder. Jalapeno. I went with that it was hot pepper of some kind because it burns. So in my nose. We got a pepper. 
we got a hot pepper and we got a jalapeno. Are these things lined up in any way? Because the answer is jalapeno. Right. Which, so he would get, which means a jalapeno I get the is a point. pepper, but he would get the point. But okay. it's a hot pepper, and it, I said it was, it's hot it pepper. Was too generic. It, it was clearly. That's why I asked before. I gave the yeah. answer, and you did. You were silent. And then I give the answer, and now you did it. So you had a chance it was, to save it. It, it was no, clearly you, jalapeno. Yes, I, I mean, not all half a point for that. No, you get nothing. So what do you got? Ed Sullivan's got two points. You yeah, got one. Got Barry's one. got none. He can't smell anything. All right. I'm going to give it a shake here. This is number three. The last one you gave a shake, and I almost died. So go easy. Mm. Go easy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, come on. Just give that a snort. Easy enough? I'll be ready to cook something when we're all done. Really? Here. Getting hungry. And then at the end, what does this go best with, right? <laughs> so this is number three in, in a smell test. And Ed Sullivan, you're next. I'll go with the garlic powder. Garlic powder. I'm going to say that was onion powder. Onion. Garlic. Garlic. The answer is Onion. Mm. Onion. Yeah, but Mr. Jonathan knew what they were to start. It's not true. He okay. covered them up without me knowing. There we go. Okay, so uh, we're on to number four of six with, with tiebreakers in case we need them. Number four. I don't like that that smoked when you put it down. Yes, it did. I shook it and started smoking. <laughs> Got it. Right away. I hmm. shook it, and it actually started smoking. <laughs> How could that happen? Could be gunpowder, Barrett's. Be careful. Ooh, that would have been a good one, right? Or cocaine. Does it smell like cocaine to you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Jonathan, you're up. Uh, Barry, I, can you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I was going to say, you have to be able to pronounce this properly to get the point. It's cinnamon. Canal. Yeah. <laughs> All of you say it, yeah. cinnamon, it is cinnamon, cinnamon. That, cinnamon's an easy one, right? It's pretty distinctive. So what do you got for a score now? Uh, it is three to one to three. Barry's one. Barry's one. Okay, we got number five. Number five. You, you guys are doing better than I thought, actually. Stop looking at it and just open it and give it a smell. I find that I found this one tough myself. And this goes to Barry, I believe. Ed, you set? You locked in? No, he's not. He has not made determined what that flavor is. He's smelling. Smelling. No tasting. Ooh, All I can tell you is I'm not using it. Really? Well, it did have a little bit of a rancid something. How old are these? The They're not old. They're good. That one's How pretty do you old. Know? <laughs> I think that one's pretty old. It has that rancid kind of something going on. You got five seconds. You got five seconds. I got to just make something up because I got some, nothing. All right, make something up. All right, Barry, what do you got? I'm going to Dobo. What is that? Well, there goes that. We know it's not it, but it's a, it's a Latin spice. It's like an really? all-in-one spice. Okay. It's not adobo. What do you got? I don't know. For a while, I thought cumin, but it wasn't. Maybe a chili powder. Chili would be stronger, I think. Yep. You got anything, Mr. Uh, it's either a celery seed or powder mm -hmm. or um, 
celery salt, but you can't smell salt. Oh, so I, I don't think know. he's got it. Celery salt. He's got it. Celery yeah. salt. Once he said it. And see, I wrote it down and crossed it out. I, I outguessed myself. There we go. So we have a, a, what do we got? Four. Four to three to one? Four to three to one. We got one question left. Number six. It's the big one. We used a lot of this. Clearly not. There's not a lot out of it. Yeah. Well, they only sell them in big boxes, I guess. I'm going on the big side for this one. Yeah. Stop studying them, man. <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like something you would put in a fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is fish food. That would be a smell. Although I did say they're spices, right? Fish food. Fish food would have been a good one. Oh, I need to do a food processor. Ed Sullivan, you're up. What do you mm. got? Man, it's not something that's that common, and it's giant. Uh, I'll go for something crazy like caraway. Caraway. Uh, to me, it smells like anus. Yeah, I wrote that anus. Yep, it is. It's anus, not anus. <laughs> Anise, <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, it's anise. Didn't have the licorice component. Mr. Though. Jonathan is our champion. Well, yeah, but he knew what they were. No, he didn't know. I think he there's did. a whole whole bunch of spices I, in there. I mean, there's got to be a hundred things in here. Just for the hell of it, give one or two a, 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 a quick smell. That's number two of a tiebreaker, just to see how good you really are. That's two. This is one. I, I have the answers here. These are tough ones. So the, I, I would say if you, that you got a good palate, you got a good nose to be able to detect these things. I'm giving it to you that uh, if you're able to do this, this is riveting. Yes, yeah. it's this is great radio. Right. All right, what, what do you have, Mr. Jonathan? Uh, well, I think you played a trick on us and you put some kind of soap in the in the the number 1 there. Yeah. Soap. Okay. I wrote down floral. Yeah, it's very floral, soapy yeah. kind of smelling and then the other one was rancid old I'm guessing rosemary. I mean, it just so rancid smelling. If that gets put in food, it's a crime. See, I put oregano for the second one. I thought you doubled up. Oregano. Rancid soap. Yeah, it's terrible. I get nothing. Nothing on any of them. They're horrible. All right. Number one is pumpkin spice. No. Yes, it is. Fail. Number one is pumpkin spice. We're throwing all of those away. When you get, when you get a October. latte, it doesn't smell like that. Give it a taste. It's pumpkin spice. Taste any one that you want. And number two is thyme. Same thing. Rosemary, thyme. No, it's not the same thing. Parsley, it's that rancid. Sage. You get no points Gross. for that. You get no points for that. And it's not rancid. It's I'm fine. I'm throwing those away. I'm, ma I'm making a note. This is gone. The Thankfully, soap one is everything gone. Everything that we've tasted, the only thing that shows up in cigars is cinnamon. Not if you're Mr. Jonathan. I'm t I, he's used all these. Mm -hmm. He's used every one of these things. If I had a cigar that tasted like garlic... I probably would never smoke it. No, that. because you end up with, you know, there's been We don't have garlic, do or, we? No. We oh, it was onion powder. If onion. I had a cigar that tasted like onion powder, I'd never smoke it. No, because you, you, you eat tomato sauce that has a variety of those things in it. 
the sausage has anus in it. <laughs> well, there you go, making a comparison of sausage and anus. Yeah, it's, it's anus. Why didn't I see that it's coming? Anus. Why? How did I not see that coming? <laughs> Just here you go, Barry. Let me put this on the T for you. Uh, all right, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Okay, where do we want to go here? Um, would you rather live in the house of your dreams? But you don't have any internet access or your current home for the rest of your life. With internet access? With internet. I hope. Is that, yep. Yep. Do I have your dream? You're never going to have internet access. Is this anymore. a retirement dream or a dream starting from right today? Right now. Right now. How's the cell phone service? <laughs> like it, if I get got 4G. You can't get the internet. No, I can't no get it No way you can get it. No, forever. So you're dead forever. in your house. In my house. But you go anywhere else, it's going to be can fine. I, but house I, your dreams. So I could go out in my car and yep. access the internet. Yes, you could, but not inside the house. That'd get, get old. Get I'll, take, I'll take the house of my dreams. You would get just, a, Yeah, just disconnect at the end of a work day. I or, can't yeah. afford the taxes on the house of my dreams, so. I'm going staying where I am, and I've got internet access. I'm keeping the internets. And you already live in the house of your dreams, don't you? No. No? I used to. You used to? Yeah. Okay. You moved out of the house my of your dream, dreams. My dreams died. Yeah. It's sad. All right. Let's see. It is sad. <laughs> it is kind of and sad. You can't, and you can't even smell and onion powder. So No. You, and yeah. I know, um, <laughs> like, for Jonathan, with all the... The porns and stuff. Yeah, yeah. very important. Yeah, it's got to be in the privacy of his own home. I, you know, he can't go out into couldn't, the public. I couldn't, yeah, it couldn't be in my car. <laughs> it's a little, yeah. It, it tells you that people are very, it's very important, the internet connection. It's very important. And Barry would like not to have to work from home. Because 20 so. years ago, it's not even a question, right? It's not even no. that. It's wanting to have a conversation, <laughs> like... You know, not to pick on my wife, but a lot of times we'll sit there and we're both on our phones, TV's on, we're not paying attention to the TV, we're not talking, she's laughing at her phone, I'm laughing at my phone. I want conversation back. You both get have pictures of your penis on your yeah, phone, yeah, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's what it is. So, Jonathan, when you get pulled over, should you announce you were looking at porn or no? I think you keep that to yourself. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully it's not going through the Bluetooth system still. Yeah. <laughs> I am carrying a weapon, but I was. Uh, I don't want to talk about what I was watching on my phone while I was driving. Check right? the browser history. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? Uh, this is the Rocky Patel sun-grown Maduro. As we're getting into the second half, yeah. there's been uh, a resurgence uh, of flavor. I'm picking up a little more of the salt than I was looking for. So I'm saying that this is this has achieved good balance throughout the entire cigar and throughout the entire smoke. So I'm digging it. Now, let me ask you, you smelled a whole bunch of spices. Has it brought anything, all those smells you had, has it brought anything to that cigar that brought it out? Yeah, I'm getting an aroma of oregano and cinnamon and onion powder. <laughs> no, with seriously. A, with a hint of thyme. Is there anything? No, nah. none of those woke anything up for me anyway. Because no. you know when we do cigar tastings, we actually introduce some things to wake up the, the process to the people. And they say, oh, my God, that's, I do that. There's some chocolate. There's some almond. We some know that there's a creamy component. Yes. And we know there's an almond component. So we're saying to them, okay, if you'd like to know what we know, this will tell your palate what it is. In this case, we don't know what's going on in the cigar. It's my first time smoking yeah. it that I'm aware of. So 
Yeah, I'm just evaluating it straight. And we're on different pages because I'm getting like uh, mocha chocolate richness to the cigar with a little bit of a leathery fetish. Hmm. The cocoa, oh, the dense, heavy cocoa that we were smelling in that block of thing before we even yeah. bit into it. You getting that? Yeah, which was a, more of a baker's chocolate than mm-hmm. a, you know, we were tasting different chocolate, a yep. cream chocolate. Or, or milk chocolate. You're talking about the snack authority. Yes, but then when we got to this dense, very dark chocolate. In all seriousness, bittersweet chocolate. Could the leathery component that you're tasting be similar to the salt component that I'm tasting? No, because you ever put a catcher's mitt in your mouth? No. <laughs> Wow. Never mind. Isn't that interesting? Well, the, because we're both we're both tasting something. We're both smoking the same cigar. So what we're tasting, in effect, is the same. He's interpreting it as leather. I'm interpreting it as salt. That could be the, the component because we agree on most of the other stuff. You ever put a baseball mitt in your mouth? Yeah, no. Hmm. Never. But it's when yeah. you pull the glove off. But of all the, of you? all the positions, I find it ironic he chooses catcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm giving Barry two points. Yeah. <laughs> one for the other one. Yes. So he's now ahead of Ed Sullivan in our smelling game. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, November 18th is a distance away, uh, but we have the perfect cigar for that day. I don't know where I was going with this. I don't know either. I don't know, but oh, I see, I see. Uh, (laughs) We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create the this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. 
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigar journal You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. 
the premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry, is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hey, this is Willie Marante from Miami Cigar. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, we're just wrapping up this Rocky Patel sun-grown Maduro. And uh, nice. Very nice. Box pressed. I don't yeah. know if we got into that. Um, but good cigar. And uh, that goes for there. And strength-wise, we didn't talk about strength. I would say seven out of ten. Yeah, a little more than like medium? Five, six. Yeah, I'll go I'll go six or seven. I'll give you the seven. I'll go 6.7. All right. They just can't say, yes, you nailed it again, Dave, <laughs> but that's all right. Nailed it again would imply that you nailed it once already. Yes. So this one, um, to me, looks like it's going to be a mild cigar. Yes. Um, and I, I mentioned um, November 18th. What does that have to do with it? And, um, Barry, what does this have to do with November 18th? It is Christian's mother's birthday. Christian Oroa's mother's birthday. This is the CLE, right? Yep, it is the CLE Connecticut, and it's manufactured in Honduras by CLE Cigars. The size is the iconic 6 by 48 by 54 by 48. Uh, double up, uh, uh. That's some good good figures right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, that baby got back. It's yeah. 11, 18, <laughs> and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with binder and fillers from Honduras. A single cigar will set you back eight fifty nine, while a box is just one eighty nine ninety nine, which is a savings of almost twenty five dollars or twelve percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. I remember it being more bulbous than this, though. Yeah, I don't know if it's the the lighter wrapper that's given it a different feel to it, but it doesn't have that. Cartoon, yeah, that appearance. You know, a cartoon baby um, cigar that would yeah. be big in the center, and you know that's what's happening here anyway. But um, on this light wrapper, it it just doesn't appear that way. But if you feel it, you can see. And that if you it roll is. it, you roll it around, yeah. you can kind of see. Yeah, and I don't know if the uh, if some of the other late eleven eighteens have a smaller foot, or it could just be the fact that it's a lighter wrapper. It lacks that depth to it. Yeah. So this started out with Camacho. That They did a 1118 size of Camacho. There was actually a 0705 also, which is actually Christian's birthday of a different shape cigar. So uh, this is his shape. Um, and I, I suppose the Camacho, they must still make the 1118, do they? Of the Camacho? Um, I don't believe they do. I think they went vertically integrated. I They've got the Higante, the, the Toro, and the Robusto some of the straight. Li- some of the Liberties were 1118s. Yeah. So anyway, as you say, uh, it's iconic to um, Christian, but selling the company off to Davidoff, now Camacho is his, he comes out with this shape on his CLE brand. Right. And they have uh, different wrappers and things. This is the Connecticut, um, which I would imagine is going to be the mildest of the bunch. Um, And it's a gorgeous-looking Connecticut. Really nice-looking and uh, very cedary on the foot. Yeah, doesn't take... Tastes like yeah, uh, sweet cedar. Smell like that jalapeno? No. Cinnamon? It does not little smell. Little celery like salt? Any of that. little vanilla as well. Anise? Or, or do you get anus from it? I don't know how you're supposed to say it. Licorice. Yes, you did. Licorice? Licorice. 
All right, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut a cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold drawer reminds me of pumpernickel bread. Yeah, I like pumpernickel. Let's see about that. Uh, we, we had uh, three of our employees go visit Perdomo uh, this week. On the factory tour that me and Jonathan went to two years ago, mm. a lot of that stuff was showing up on my social media. Of remember this, remember that. Uh, actually, must have been at exactly the same time. I don't know about pumpernickel. I'm getting cedar. Pumpernickel with a light spattering of butter. Mm. I got cedar. I don't know about pumpernickel either. Sorry, Barry. You basically lost all of your ability to taste. Yeah, I feel <laughs> off today. Yeah. Um, so does, does, does the shape of the cigar, you think, change the flavor of the cigar? If you smoke this as a regular Toro. It, it has to because I'm sure it's the same amount of leaves all the way through. So if it's condensed a little bit more at the narrower foot and less condensed at the fatter middle, it would have to change. I bet if we take it apart, there's some partial pieces in the middle. It must it be, right? Because so, it's so, the same amount of firmness firm, all the way through. Yeah. First thing I did was feel the body of it and see if it's firm. If you see somebody do that, yeah, this go all the a, way across. We, You'll see our, that in the, in the factories. They do it all the time. They're always checking even firmness all the way through. And on our tasting sheets, and I'm saying this because mm -hmm. we just got a boatload of cigars from Cigar Journal, uh, that's one of the rating criteria right. is you feel that, and you, this would get a perfect five out of five for firmness, mm -hmm. right? especially given that it draws it's well. It's even all the way through despite the, the bulbous in the center. All right, let's light her up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Dominator. This is a four-jet flip-out scissor cutter, flip-out double bullet punch, easy adjustment at the bottom, all with the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, and it retails for $69.99. Pretty unbelievable. The Lotus Dominator. What else do you need? You got the lighters, the four of them. You got the cutters, three of them. Yeah, this is one. Maybe you don't carry it in your pocket, but if you've got a travel humidor, you could have this in the travel humidor. Barry says the ladies like it when he carries this. Now, I would, I'm would. i going to give them. Until they really see him naked, and then they realize there's a little a disappointment. Right. <laughs> what I would do if I was them is you have it even on both sides, much like the, the cigar, but I would indent, if I was them, ah, one side, ashtray. Rest, rest the cigar Well, if you had two of them together, you But also, you could have an, as an ashtray, and you have a built-in ashtray. I think there might be something wrong with putting uh, lit anything on top of anything that no. has yeah. butane in it. Yeah. You're just asking for trouble. I'm asking for trouble. Cutter? I'm a trouble I'm okay asker. with it. But a lighter? No. Yeah. A rest? That's a bomb. No. It may not be a bomb for you, but there are booger-eating morons out there who lick their cigar before they use so, the community so cutter. The, the top, you, you indent the other way. Instead of rolling over, you indent the other way, and it has the, the um, rest, a rest rest on there. And then you do the same thing in here, and you have the ashtray built in. And you're completely done. That's a freebie for you. I know you're listening. I would recommend not doing that because you're going to be sued. No. You cannot, an ash going onto this, you cannot make it catch on fire. If it caught on fire for any reason, someone is using it in, for the purpose no, that it was meant to be it, used, it, which is an ashtray, yeah. it's a problem. No, double wall protection will be sound behind. <laughs> it's double wall protection. I don't know that this one has I double wall protection. I made it up, but that's all right. It's pretty good. 
Maybe if you made the top of rest, you're okay. And then, then it's got everything. It's pretty friggin' good as it is. It is. But ash on the floor. No, don't ash on the floor, especially in my place. Um, um, does cigar shapes end up changing the flavor of a cigar? Same cigar, different shape. We're assuming the same amount of tobacco basically inside. We're not talking about a Corona and a Churchill. Yes, they are going to end up tasting different. But if a but Corona shape a, it. But if a Corona and a Churchill taste different, then well, let's look at uh, you got um, only because we smoked it so many times. Julius Caesar's eighteen ninety five Perfecto and a Corona and the, the Robusto, which is roughly the same weight. Yeah, different, completely different. Yeah, completely different cigar. Now, that's an extreme case because yeah. it goes down to kind of a point. In this case, it's a little bulbous in the middle. How many ring gauge difference are we talking? Uh, we were talking Five, 48 six. to 54. So you're looking six ring gauge difference. Mm. It's not dramatic, but I think you're going to get some flavor changes. So we're going to see. When it, when it reaches over to that bubble, we're going to see if things change. Very mild, very nice, creamy, nice, nice, a little vanilla, hint mm. of vanilla in here. I'm getting a little a little hint of white pepper. Now, what would you give this, strength-wise, so far? I would give it a three so far. I wouldn't strength. be trying to evaluate it yet because sorry, we're two I'm puffs in. Going two, and I'm not doing that to be a yeah jerk, but it's mild. It's mild so far. Um, but I'll tell you, it's beautiful looking. I love what it tastes like. Clean. This is exquisite. This is a fantastic. This is a, right up my alley. I made uh, gnocchi this week. Yeah, because you were complaining. Isn't it gnocchi, whatever it is. Gnocchi. Uh, I made it this week, and I used a uh, lemon butter and white wine sauce. And this reminds me of the lemon butter before I put the white wine in. It's got a little bit of that acidity and a little bit of the sweetness from the butter with the fat content. There is a little bit of a lemon zest to this, like, you know, taking the rind and rubbing it on. I'm getting the nod from the bearded wonder in our audience. So so, so is this um, is this Honduran? Yes. This is Honduran, so it's made at the father's factory, probably. Um, in the Aladino factory? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I, Aladino I would, factory. I would guess. What, what a beautiful cigar, man. I, I, haven't had this, I haven't had this in a long time. I got Same a uh, conspiracy question for you. Let's say, for the first time that I know of, yeah. somebody manages to sell out a second time, and the cigars are being made at his father's factory. Yeah. How much of that plays into the deal? Does He can't sell his dad's property because it's his dad's, but that's well, who makes the cigar. That's what happened last time, too. And at the beginning, they had them making the cigar, and then they moved it over to their factory. Then they had been buying tobacco from them and said, we can make them ourselves. We'll buy the tobacco from you. Then they stopped buying tobacco from them, too. No kidding. So it became a totally different cigar. So they used essentially used the non-compete to their advantage while they developed their processes for fermenting tobacco. When anybody's trying to buy a company from the other company, you know, people will say, oh, no, we're not going to make any changes. We, we bought the company just the way we bought the company. And that. No, they think they can do something better. Right. So they're going to, and, you know, using their own materials that they pay less for and using their own factories and, and have less of that, they end up saving money on that. And um, that's what they thought would end up happening. And uh, for good or bad, whatever you think of what ended up happening, the cigar became a different cigar. They changed the look of it. They changed the taste of it. They changed... Everything of it. I just realized I know what happened to my zester, Ed Sullivan. 
Really? Because the taste on this is reminding me of something. I, I got a zester in the kitchen. A zester? Yeah, you get lemon zest, and you know you scrape the outside of the lemon on this cheese grater, essentially. Yeah, cheese grater. Well, That's I thought it would be a good idea. One of the times I made cranberry sauce here, that I used the cinnamon stick, and I tried zesting the cinnamon stick, and I dulled my zester. Mm. I digress. Okay. The powder that comes off of the zester, right off the cinnamon stick, is a different taste than if you just had cinnamon sitting in the cabinet for years that story was as riveting as dave's coin story thank you <laughs> but anyways so it's a freshly grated cinnamon, cinnamon a little more sweetness than bite i feel like the sweetness dissipates when you have your cinnamon sitting around how much is this cigar uh 8.59 this hmm. is a high-end shade cigar i would definitely have no problem with 11.59 absolutely uh of, of a high-end cigar. I'll match this up with top, top yep. shade cigars. I concur. Very nice. Burn is very good. Very good. Salt and pepper ash. This is an expensive cigar. You know, if, if there was no band on this and we were blind t tested on this, yeah. again, you look at 1118, you know what the answer is because of the shape. Well, you Assuming, think you'd know. Yeah. But you, you'd think that this is a high-end I think if you would have blind taste this, you would have a hard time saying it was the 1118. Right. Because it's not as dominant as no. some of those other 1118 sizes. No, maybe you'd think it was shaped wrong or something. Or somebody perfect. was trying to. Yeah, you'd think, you know, why is that bulby it. in there? Can they? Does he have any anything to this? I haven't looked it up. Yeah. He trademarked the size. We, I would assume. Well, no, yeah. I would assume he hasn't because the Liberty still comes out. In oh, yeah, okay. And, um, you know, things like. Um, of an oddball shape that Lito Gomez, La Fleur Dominicana, has made the chisel, for instance. You don't see that on other Right, he did cigars. trademark he Trademarked that. the yeah. size. I think he was the first one to ever yep. do that, trademark the size. So things like a Churchill and a Robusto and everything, there's no trademark. Even a short story that you'd see, they were one of the first people to do that. And then you see other ones come out, you can do that. Boys at Recluse did that canoe size, box press figure. Yes, but not trademarked. People could copy it. Could they? I believe so. I thought they trademarked that. I thought that was the big deal oh, really? when they came out with it. Maybe. Maybe. Because uh Well isn't the isn't the uh Padrone Adius similar similar shape? Mm, pretty similar. Yeah. Which probably came out sooner? Probably came out first. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that was the talk. I don't know. Could be the talk. Uh, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles. Over the course of two full years, they are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And following up on a report in the past that Indiana was looking to raise the age to 21, the bill died after it failed to get a second reading. However, Republican Randy Head is trying to attach it to another bill in an attempt to get it to pass. Republican. Yes. Ugh. Why? Just leave this alone. Arkansas has introduced a bill to raise the tobacco age in the state to 21. So far, the bill has support of 18 legislatures, legislators in the state. And an interesting note, it's 13 to 5 Republican. 
Wow. So the Republicans. So this is going rampant. This is going countrywide. What is going on with this? All of a sudden, there's a lot of problems in this industry. Raising the smoking age to have a cigar at 18 or 21. Old enough to vote. Old enough to enlist. Yeah. Old enough to pay taxes. Not not a... an issue that should be going crazy yeah. like this. We got we got drug issues. We got lots of things. This is this is not a problem. Deal with the problems we have, please. Yeah. And in the land of Altria, the state of Virginia, saw a 21 bill rapidly passed, where it was introduced and signed by the governor in about 30 days. The new law of 21 in Virginia goes to July 1st. And as we know, Altria is behind a lot of the Tobacco 21 movement. Yes. Now, why would that possibly be? My thought is because it's going so vape, and the younger people are going into vape. And if they could make that go away, then as they get older, they won't be onto vape. They'll go into cigarettes, and that's the thought process, I think, of why, you know, you scratch your head every time you hear of Philip Morris going against well they're the only ones vape is the only thing that can be advertised you can still advertise vape there's no laws against it. yes so and, and, and they, 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 they own the only predicated vape device they own some of it i think they own 30 percent of it yep and the habanos festival is underway in cuba and it was announced just wrapped by, up yesterday yep it was announced by state-run media that sales were up 7.4 percent to 537 million dollars mostly due to china which saw a 55 percent growth and the FDA lawsuit in D.C., an appeal has been filed by the IPCPR, CAA, CRA, um, and all yeah. the other functions. And there's some good news on that because there was a precedent set where they were trying to put a 20% warning label on soft drinks that was defeated as a violation of free speech. All right. That could help big yep. time. So now there is a, a predicate. Pre- precedence. Precedence. Thank yeah. you. And that's what's up in the cigar Absolutely. Um, and as far as the um, the festival in Cuba is going on, at the same time, the festival in the Dominican Republic is going on. Right. The same exact week. It's never that way. Um, and it was actually, I believe, Cuba that changed the date at the last minute yep. to actually purposely go up against them and if, so it looks if you look at some of the pictures from the white party at pro uh, pro cigar it didn't look as crowded no as the past so what i think and, and i've heard from what's happening in cuba uh big success it went great it looks like that's what's getting the attention and not so much in the dominican republic so i think um the thought process of um taking the fanfare away from the dominican republic if that's what cuba was really trying to do mm-hmm. i think they succeeded yeah, it looks like that yeah and our, our friend uh, oliver Navo from the yeah. united cigar was down there with nelson alfonso yeah so wait, we'll wait to hear from him uh, next week and just hear what uh, what exactly happened. But I saw lots of pictures and stuff. It looked like a, a big it like a it, good time. It, it, but I also heard at the same time the Dominican festival, as far as tickets go to the events, mm. were pre-sold in advance. Right. But then after all the tickets sold, that's when Habanos Festival changed the date. And there's some international people that would have to choose between the two, which right. one you're going to go to. And they may have said, well, we lost our money on that, but let's show up at this. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get the answer anyway. We know people at, at both ends, so we'll find out what's happening there. Uh, what's happening here on the Cigar Authority next week is Barry Stein's 50th birthday. 5-0. The big 5-0. Uh, a lot of people said you wouldn't make it, so congratulations. Yeah, a lot of people that had it in the pool. If I make it another week, right. you're going to lose. Right. Is that the actual day, Barry, Saturday? Or? No, it's Monday, but who the hell wants to celebrate a birthday on a Monday? Mm. 
That I'm, makes an, sense. I'm actually looking forward to turning 50. 30 and 40 bothered me. 50 oh. feels like an accomplishment. 30 and 40, I had no problem with 50. It was painful. Really? Yeah. Barry ain't making it to 100. You're absolutely over the, over the hump. I've always said 52. Yeah? Yep. All right. Uh, Pam, put me in the uh, <laughs> the under on that one. Yeah, really? Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I'm not betting in over under because that doesn't work. No, I'm, I'm going to just leave, leave that alone. But uh, we'll be celebrating with a Monte Cristo Nicaraguan and uh, Brad Weinstead from Altadas. He's the head of marketing for premium cigars of all Altadas. He's going to be joining us in studio uh, and celebrating along with us. So we're looking forward to having Brad up here and seeing what's going on. You're talking about a big company and a big guy in that big company. So we'll find out from him. The following week... Um, Mr. Jonathan and Barry, without a paddle is what we're calling it, because Ed Sullivan and I are uh, headed out to a conference about podcasting. We're going out partying, right? Yeah, we're, going yeah, we're, we're party animals. And, yeah, uh, I'm waiting on confirmation, but uh, I've got a few mailbags that have asked about being able to set up a smoking room in someone's house, and I'm bringing in a professional. Professional in what? professional who has done this are we talking about the better brother sammy b it is sammy b <laughs> the better he knows one. he knows how to do so you what bring, needs to be done you're bringing in the right hand there right mm, you're bringing in right. people which is i thought you were going to try to pull it off but okay like bring in bringing help making a call to the bullpen yeah call the bullpen but that's okay well it's addressing i get two or three mailbags about it i so. just want to mention i've done two shows alone and when i say alone i did them alone completely. you had a producer yes you had, had a some, producer that's all right that's not alone all right. Um, following week, Skip Martin and Mike Rosales, both. And their director of sales east coast of the Mississippi, east okay. of the Mississippi. Okay. So all of them, the whole company's the three, coming up. The three Stooges. The Three Stooges are coming up uh, here in studio on March 16th. They'll actually be here March 15th to visit the stores, yeah. and March 16th they'll be here uh, in Salem. And uh, we're expecting a huge studio audience. Really? Okay. People from Maryland to Buffalo to Maine. This guy's uh, got the juice. Yeah, it should be a Skip Mod's house. got the juice. Mm-hmm. All right. You better send some cigars because uh, <laughs> yes. we need some cigars to sell. Uh, he blames us that our, our inventory is low. We order cigars. He doesn't deliver cigars, and he says, you're not doing oh, it right. Great. You order just, the cigars. You're going to start the battle now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's the craziest thing. Um, and then uh, March 23rd, I'm back from TAA in between there. Uh, actually, right after uh, the Skip Martin thing, I'm leaving for TAA. Uh, we'll see everybody. We get all the information, all the scoop that happens there, um, and we'll move on from that. And then it's the Cigar Authority's ninth anniversary on March 30th. It's actually April 1st, the next day. But who wants a party on a Sunday when we can party on Saturday? Um, The Cigar Authority's ninth anniversary show. And Terrence Riley uh, from Aganosa Leaf Cigars, the Cigar of the Year, is going to join us in studio celebrating our ninth anniversary. So that's what we got to look forward to. This calendar is filling up. We might have to adjust the cameras that day because Terrence is uh, pretty tall. He's a tall guy, yep. tall guy, and he should have a big head because he's done unbelievable stuff in yes, a short period of time yes, for a company that always made great cigars, yep. but I think he just put the spotlight on the brand. It's and a phenomenal uh, job. Really, really. So uh, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! 
It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. A bride-to-be has a lot of people talking about who she is and isn't inviting to her upcoming wedding. Not only does the woman want her guests to eat vegan on her wedding day, she wants them to give up animal products forever. Anyone who refused was promptly uninvited, including her mom and two cousins who were the bridesmaids. The bride stated she couldn't go forward knowing they would go back to being murderers by eating meat the next day. The real loser of this story is the groom, because on his wedding night, it'll sure to be a disappointment when she refuses the sausage. And that's uh, not only uh, insane, it's uh, asylum. I did see that one coming. Yeah. I saw that one coming. Oh. <laughs> uh. No, he tells a nice story, interesting, <laughs> that I wanted to get into debating that, and then he has to ruin that. it. Yeah, just to add that. Uh, I do have a couple of new iTunes reviews. Okay. Uh, and we've got a uh, five-star review from longtime listener Jonathan Jones. I just heard these mouth-breathing knuckle-draggers read my review on the podcast. Mouth-breathing. They asked for bad reviews, five-star reviews, and updates. What is in the Studio 21 coffee over there? The new Chuck is very good on the boards. Rude to Mr. J, maybe deservedly so, but a fantastic addition. The sound has never been better. Ed, keep putting butter on top of that Pop-Tart. Here we go. Mr. J helped me ghost three dead lighters. My wife appreciates it. My previous review still stands, but I like Barry less now. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I never liked you in the first place. Just kidding. I know he's the sensitive one. Dave is still the king. The new studio is mind-blowing. Cool your jets, Mr. J. I said, mind. I support my local retailer, as you recommended, and I love the care package and the cigar shop rules. I've been part of the care package from the beginning, and I've got four others to join from sharing the podcast and rules with them. I can't wait for the record-breaking episode as the longest-running cigar podcast. Thank you so much for the great podcast. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so you had to do it. Good. Well, I request. It seemed like a request, a didn't it? If you have it, then I think you I should. think he was requesting you put butter on the Pop-Tart, not play the drop. He has. Is that a five-star review? Five-star review. And a, and a nice review. Yeah. Another one uh, is a little shorter. This is the best cigar podcast. They are amazing super tasters of cigars. When they open it up, get the care package. I've learned a ton listening to this podcast. Even Mr. Jonathan has grown on me. Barry is the best. I hope someday I'm in New Hampshire and I can meet Dave and the guys. Please, please. We all like to have you. His, his tag on here is JK748. So I don't know what that means. Just okay. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just he kidding. Us, he gave us a five star. Yeah. So we'll take it. Just kidding, you guys. So uh, some. Uh, Cigars, this reminds me of, very strongly, is the Avo 22. Interesting. Which was kind of bulbish also. Yeah. Um, this is old school. This is not, this is your grandfather's 100% Connecticut. 100% your this grandfather's is. Connecticut. By the way, you but used really not, top of the line. Ed Sullivan used not your grandfather's Connecticut on another podcast, so he owes me 50 cents because I trained yes. yeah. that phrase. No, I'll get it to you. Okay. This is it, though. This is how it used to be, but very clean, top of the line. Uh, it is outstanding. And now that we're far enough in, I can concur. Is this care package? No, it's not. No? Okay. Uh, look at the at the line, the 
the um, combustion line. It's almost non-existent. Very, very old. Can, can you get it on here? We can do anything. We have technology and stuff. It's, uh, I mean, that is tight, man. That's, it goes from the ash right to the tobacco leaf. Like this has got to be 10 years old or something. And I, I've heard some people argue of, oh, shade wrapper, you can't age it. it. It doesn't need to have that kind of age and stuff. Well, that's what ends up happening as opposed to the big soot line that ends up happening. Now, the question is, is this Connecticut shade or is this Honduran shade? No, it's Ecuadorian Connecticut. Ecuadorian mm, Connecticut, yeah. really? Because I know they're growing shade in Honduras. Yes, they are. And I uh, believe some factories in Nicaragua are growing it as well. So it is Ecuadorian. Because it doesn't have that uh, Connecticut bite, bite to it. Correct. Wow, this is an outstanding cigar. Heavy notes of cedar, a little subtle vanilla. It's just, it's a great, I'm great, even great mild good. cigar. White pepper, it's very good. Yeah, it's for, very good. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, another movie review from Barry yeah, and another offer God. you can't refuse. You don't know what that is, Mr. Jonathan, but we're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, so there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. 
Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back. And we're smoking the CLE Connecticut 1118. Welcome back, everybody. Tony Serino, I'm hearing uh, little rumors of a new Taino. Really? Possibly for uh, IPCPR. This one is barely catching on now. Great cigar out there, yeah. but brand new. And um, they're already talking about another blend. So working on that. Uh, I don't know if I'm talking out of school, but I'm talking. Probably. No, nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> but um, one thing that was listened to or actually watched this week was a brand new movie, Barry. The uh, the Godfather Part 2. Yep. I watched it last week. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there are certain things that happened in Part 2 that could have been in Part 1. Like I would personally, I would have loved for it to be more chronological. 
And Don't tell is, me. I, I might see it someday. Yeah. And there, 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 <laughs> is, there is a version out there, there where is. the movie's shown in chronological order. Which is very long. It's yeah. like a six-hour yeah. thing to sit I and watch. I think it's the Godfather saga, it might be yes. called or something. But I'm, I'm going to be very interested to do that. Yes. Because yeah. a couple of times I had to like stop and pause. and Not the movie, but yeah. I just would have rather be a little bit more chronological. But the, the cinematography of it, the whole movie is just so perfectly done. So... Would you say that there's a possibility that The Godfather Part Two is better than The Godfather? 100%. Yeah. 100%. It, it was the one that, even though The Godfather was very, very good, that when somebody comes out with a second version, you're shaking your head if it's not going to do it, but that's the one. That's See, I'm looking now. forward to the final edition of Ghostbusters, which is directed by the son of the guy that did the first right. Ghostbusters. Jason Reitman. Yes. Did you see the Ghostbusters with the girls? No. Terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it wasn't interesting. I could tell by the preview that was going to be terrible. Did you see Coming to America 2 is beginning filming? No, I'm yeah. interested. I'm yeah, interested. With the original cast. <laughs> There's a lot going on in the Ron Burgundy. Or the ones that are still You know, around. he has a podcast. I listened to it. Yeah. And? Terrible. Really? And really? Terrible. And do you know what? They paid him to, to do that. And I think it's only going to be 12 episodes. I think it's twice what I'm paying these guys, right? Uh, $10 million is the number for 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to pay half that, Dave. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of the worst part of the Ron Burgundy character. It's not – he needs the other characters to play off of. It's terrible. Well, I can't stop listening to it, but it's awful. <laughs> I think this podcast thing might catch on. It might. Yeah. All right, um, so you're going to end up uh, watching it again, Barry, and then you'll actually do a movie yeah, review. Yeah, do another full movie review. On the Cigar on, Authority. On the Cigar Authority. And it was really well received when I did the first one. And that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, a people, lot of people watched people it. People were like, you should do more of that. And I was like, all right, then we need to create the movie authority. There's another idea for but a podcast. But just because you guys were holding off for so long, you were holding yeah. off for so long of something like that, you know, I, I would think you of all people would have loved it when it happened and been watching it a hundred times by now. Maybe you know what? It was, it's so hyped. The movie's so hyped. I was worried I'd set myself off a disappointment, yeah. but I regret waiting yeah. this long. If Barry makes it to when I turn 50, maybe I'll watch it then. Good, Goodfellas is the better movie, in my opinion, still. Wow. Just because I can associate with it more. It, you know, it takes place, a lot of it, in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, I watch it, and I know where this is. I know where that is. I know the diner that's... You know, by what was called Idlewild Airport. I, I can name every location yeah. in that movie. So it was just more close to the home. Yeah, well. And Barry, you can skip three. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to watch it just so I can oh, finish oh. the trilogy. I would recommend against it. Yeah. <laughs> I, w I wish I could unwatch it. <laughs> right. It ruined it. Yeah. It absolutely ruined They're talking now about a movie from um, The Sopranos. The Sopranos right. movie is being filmed. Which would be interesting, and the, and it's a prequel. Yes, be, happened before yeah. um, these guys were in, and supposedly Gandolfini's son is playing Gandolfini. Yes, because Gandolfini's no longer with right. us, but yeah. his son's going to be in the, in the role. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, before you do this, my mailbag applies to this, so you could do the mailbag instead of this. Really? Yes. All right. So, so if you want to read your copy, I do. It's time to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And uh, through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, Carl, with a K, writes, Don Raphael offer of the day idea. 
Ah. Since Mr. J already dances with men, and Barry likes to bust his balls about it, Barry and Mr. J dance with each other. $50 each for a slow dance and $100 for a tango. Which is also a slow dance, but that's okay. I'll throw another 100 in if Mr. Jonathan dips Barry. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> and in a bonus, I'll yeah. if he lifts me. If Mr. J dips Barry successfully oh, without dropping him. <laughs> there it is. So when I was getting married, interesting note, before we decided to do a outdoor backyard venue so we could smoke, I was really nervous about the first dance, and I asked Jonathan if he would teach me to dance. Really? So you had dance with him? No, because we went with the backyard wedding, and oh. I, was, I was saved, thankfully. He got a little nervous when I said, all right, you need to remove your pants. <laughs> so what Mr. Jonathan does is teach people how to dance, and when he does that, he has to play the role of the woman when he's teaching the man how to is dance. Is he really playing the role, though? Come on. Well, maybe it just comes so natural. Who knows how it happens? But he's got a, natural. a special outfit, a teaching outfit. <laughs> when you dance with your amazing wife, who leads? Uh, it's a combination. <laughs> because, she's, because she's a teacher, too. So yeah. she has to play both roles, too. Yeah. So if she's teaching a man how to dance. Well, if she's teaching a woman how to dance, she's, she's playing the man. She plays the man. And what happens in the house? Seriously. It's a combination. Who's the man? Who's the man? It's a combination. It depends on what we're talking about. You know, know what I, we're talking I, I, I about. I picture Jonathan in the house dressing a little bit like the gimp. Mm. A little bit? Yeah. I, had that, I saw that and I said, I have to have that outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Pulp Fiction reference for nobody. If nobody All right. So yeah, they're following. Submitted through Messenger on the Cigar Authority Facebook page, which is not ideal because sometimes we don't see them right away. Uh, but Cozy writes, Hi, Dave and team. As a newbie cigar smoker since my trip to the U.S. last year, I must say I find your show quite informative and comical at the same time. I travel three hours per day to work, and time flies when listening to Barry and Mr. Jonathan talking the piss out of each other, which is Australian for making fun of each other. Taking the piss, not talking. Uh, good call. Yeah, there's no L there. Taking the piss. Thank you, Ed Sullivan. Well, what does that mean? Taking the piss? Making fun of each other. Really? Yes. It's not a reference to the golden arts, so you don't have to get nervous. Yeah, they, they're a little funny down on the... Wow, I mean, on, you knew that that's what backwards. they say. They say, oh, he's taking the piss. Yeah, I think man. you'll also hear that in the UK. I've never heard of it ever before. You've never been to the taking UK the piss. or to Australia. Well, I've you, heard of, you said chalking the piss, so you, I, you didn't know it either. I've heard True. of beating the piss out of somebody. Yes. Yes. But taking the piss. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of urine conversation. Yeah. Right <laughs> so you feel right at home. Anyway, right. keep up the great work. I look at, look forward to listening all the way to episode 500. Regards, Kosi from Down Under. Uh, I laugh when you guys talk about the price of cigars. I pay $67 oh. for the Placencia Almafuerte Generation V Solomon. Uh, Which is a $20 cigar here. He's paying $67. $0.55 cents per puff. That's 67 divided by approximately 120 minutes to smoke. Wow. No need of it. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, and they're not making any money because people they're coming to the U.S. and buying them or doing whatever they got to do. Just hurting the, the poor little stores down there, if there are any. There must uh, be stores because... People can buy cigars. Well, yeah. well, there's that one guy, the candy shop, the the Free Choice Australia. He's he's multi 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 millionaire on tobacco in Australia. His Instagram is a good time. Yeah, I don't know it. Yeah, he's married, and they have a another woman that lives with them. Hmm. It's just a, it's a fun time. Really? <laughs> yes. 
He's got it going on. Candy shop mansion. Do they talk the piss out of each other? <laughs> no, but they might take the piss out of each other. Okay. <laughs> Vincenzo writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com, a show idea. Mm. Hello, gents. I'm a relatively new listener and cigar smoker. Only got about one year under my belt. You guys have made plenty of episodes, and I haven't got around to listening to them all just yet. Not sure if you've done a show about this, but here's my idea. How can one enjoy a cigar without a traditional lighter and cutter? What are some unique and improvisational ways to cut and light a cigar? And I'm not talking about cedar strips or biting the cap off. Get weird with it. <laughs> oh, God. Perhaps a magnifying glass, trouble. sunlight, a pair of safety scissors. I'd like to see how inventive you guys can be when your go-to tools aren't available. Yeah. Thank you all for a great show. I've, I've, I've used a corkscrew and an electric range. I've used an electric yeah. stove. I've yeah. used a stove that the that the electric stove is glass and it lights <laughs> really? up. Really? Yeah. That must take a while. Yeah. Yes, it, it does. must take a while to clean. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And you got to put it on there and burn it. And I was somewhere and that was it. And I've used the flame from the grease dripping off of a hamburger in the grill and the flame shoots up. I've you hit it to light a cigar. He's oh. up on top of the spatula, pushing the burger <laughs> yeah. down so he gets a flare up. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Last summer I did that. Oh, that's when you shaved off your mustache. Yeah. There you go. I remember that. You came in clean shaven. Cutting it, you use your fingernail, you bite it, yeah. you do whatever. Torpedoes, I've had major problems that... Somewhere there's no cutter. And you got a torpedo. Oh I've my God. got myself into trouble trying in that situation. I've, I've trying ruined to use cigars trying to do it. The Neanderthal. I always use a razor blade on that one because it's got the flat cap. Yeah, they used to incorporate that in there, didn't they? Wasn't there a razor blade come in the box originally with that? Uh, never heard of that. No, I never heard of that. I I thought they did, and I thought they did too. The consumers couldn't be trusted with razor. No, blade. I would never want to give my customers I guess any weapon. You we want to put an you. ashtray in a lighter, but you <laughs> yeah. wouldn't trust them with a razor blade. That's a bomb. A razor blade. What are they going to do with a razor blade? Cut their finger? No, planes went down. Nine eleven was razor blades. Oh. It ain't going to happen again. Maybe we should light a cigar with one of those flamethrowers. Oh, by the way, I was in Miami this week, and I took my normal. Lighters with me because they never get it. Mm -hmm. They got it. I guess it was bound to happen on the That's way home. Pretty good. They run. got me. Yeah. First time ever, and I travel a lot, and I and I take uh, lighters with me, and I get away with it each time of, of what to do. And I couldn't believe that the the girl through the thing says, uh, "Whose is this?" And I said, "Mine." And she said, uh, "This lighter, you can't have this." And I said, "Keep it." And I so oh, well. Oliver told me a story. He goes through security and his bag gets scanned and he gets his bag and he's got, he's on his way to um, the trip he took with Nelson where it was so cold in uh, Chicago. Yeah. So he's on his way there. He gets his bag. Everything's all set. He grabs it and the guy behind him, they grab him and they start tearing apart his bag and he's with Oliver and they say, where, where are the cutters? Where are the lighters? And he goes, I, I don't have any cutters and lighters because Oliver had them all. Yeah. But Oliver makes it through and they go, yes. here's the picture. Yes, I heard that. And they're showing the picture, picture. of Oliver's bag and they're searching the piss <laughs> out of this guy's bag. Can't and find the they can't find it and they finally give up and send him on his way and Oliver's giggling in the corner. <laughs> yeah. He made it through. Nice. And they figured <laughs> out they had it. All right. It's time for the Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of... 
epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history, is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under. $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. While I'm thinking of it, uh, this cigar was not in cellophane. No, it had the white tissue wrapped around it. The band was not glued to the wrapper. So you're never going to have wrapper issues with this because they don't have to glue the band. It's not cellar. They're not sliding anything over it. The band just slid right off. I got no imperfections on my wrapper. It's absolutely it's perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely perfect. The tissue yeah. paper is where so it's So now it, it went over the hump. I'm starting to get some spices and stuff in yeah. there. Subtle spices, but they're good. There's, yep. there's flavor. There's definitely more going on in the fat part of the cigar. This is more like your father's Connecticut than it is your grandfather's <laughs> Connecticut, I think. Maybe a four? Now it's definitely up to a four. Yeah? Okay. Uh, I think Ed Sullivan is still our champion because he was not yeah. dethroned. It was kind of a technicality. Yeah. All right. Steve Jobs, entrepreneur, led uh, the personal computer revolution by co-founding. By the way, I went to tomorrow's date in case anybody was trying to figure out uh, whose birthdays uh, were happening. Translation, there was no one good on today. Or that. Uh, he co-founded <laughs> Apple with Steve Stephen Wozniak. Uh, amazing passion of design helped Apple become a true consumer electronics icon. He spent one summer picking Macintosh apples, which is how the company got its name. The late, great Steve Jobs was born tomorrow. What year? 1956. 56. Uh, 47. 47. 54. 54 for the point, Barry Stein. It's 55. So you guys were right in the middle. Barry gets the point, and it's over to Mr. Jonathan. George Thorogood, a American Urban singer and guitarist. And there we go. Uh, Delaware Destroyers, bad to the bone. Born in Wilmington, Delaware today, tomorrow. What year? 1951. 51. 1947. 47. Damn it, I had 1950. 50. Damn it, for two points. 1950. Oh, I thought I'd get squeezed out. There we go. Two points. And it's over to Barry Stein. Floyd Mayweather Jr., five division world championship boxer, won 15 world titles and became known for his loudmouth and brash personality. He improved his career record to 48-0 and after defeating Manny Pacquiao and then was deemed the fighter of the century. He retired in 2017 with a record of 50-0. to He's born today. Floyd Mayweather Jr. 1975. 75, he says. 1968. 68. 1981. 81. Barry Stein will take it. He said 60. It's 77. So he gets the point. We got two for Barry, two for Ed Sullivan. We got three questions left, and Mr. Jonathan has nothing. Yeah, well, I won the one that matters. So. Did you? The tasting one. Nailed that. All right. This bat is back over to Ed Sullivan. Um, 
Phil Knight, entrepreneur billionaire who co-founded the famous shoe company Nike. He served as the chairman and CEO of the company until he stepped down in 2015. His father owned the Oregon Journal, but refused to give him a job there. He went on to work for the Oregonian, um, his father's competitor, and then later becomes the shoe mogul for Nike. Born today, what year? 1942. 42. 53. 53. 1947. 47. Everybody is over. 1938. Everybody is over. Looks great for his age. Okay, over to Barry. We've got two questions left and one tiebreaker. It's two to two. Mr. Jonathan has nothing. Fidel Castro retires as the president of Cuba due to an illness tomorrow. What year? 2012. 2012. I had 2009. Nine. 2014. 14. Everybody is over. It's 2008. 2008. One question left and then a tiebreaker. It's on to Ed Sullivan. Britain's Prince Charles announced his engagement to Lady Diana Spencer tomorrow. What year? Prince Charles' engagement to Lady Diana Spencer. 1979. 79. 91. 91. 83. 83. Ed Sullivan will take the point. In the win at 79, it was 81. Ed Sullivan is our champion once again. Once again, uh, Jonathan will win when it comes to the last one of the year. That's all that really yes. matters as well. Because <laughs> he, he is the champion of the year, and he studies for that. I got to get really complicated on that one. I don't study for it. Yeah. I just do it. You just do it? I'm a pressure player. You studied for the spices by cooking. <laughs> I do enjoy There's cooking. a lot of cooking. I do enjoy so cooking. So maybe I'll do some baking spices, and he'll kill you, right? He probably would. But Ed, Ed Sullivan, uh, I consider Ed Sullivan an equal in the kitchen. He's he's a very good cook. I th I think I share a lot of technique. Jonathan's got imagination. See, Ed Sullivan's the better cook. What he you beat you in the meatball. Ah, you good, came in dead last. Good point. Uh, we all decided that presentation is what won that, and I had the worst presentation. So yeah, Steve Saka can't win. On presentation, and I unless I can lose on presentation. You get rid of presentation. Dave and I had the best meatballs. Right. I agree. I showed the pictures to my. They were dog. one and two for me. He picked yours. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very discerning palate. Someone who licks his own ass. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> on the regular. His anus. His, his anus. anus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, squeeze in one more. Um, Letter from the mailbag, and we'll All call right. it a day. Uh, Jason writes, podcast idea mm. through the Contact Us page. I watch the show regularly, and in one of your episodes a year or two ago, in one of your mailbags, there was a mention of do-it-yourself cigar rolling. I've started noticing on various cigar forums that there are quite a few do-it-yourself rollers, and maybe even some listening to your podcast. It would be interesting if some do-it-yourselfers can send in a few of their cigars for a friendly competition. You could smoke them over a period of time, and uh. when done, select a winner. Maybe have them come on your show as well. Not sure how you'd fit this into your show or get the word out, but you guys are imaginative, so I'm sure you can come up with something. We could have a competition and let people roll the cigar up here. You're not smoking it, though? Yeah, I could smoke it if I saw the tobacco that they you rolled with. You want to see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That Getting would, stuff in the mail is that would be a cool scary. cigar event. 
Have people, you know, have somebody from a company here bring the tobaccos. I got plenty of tobacco. And have them roll the cigar at the event, and then the winner wins something associated yeah. with the company sponsoring. We've done it when we go down to these factories yeah. and stuff, and they have a whole bunch of us roll the cigars and stuff, and everybody's terrible. Uh, but sometimes somebody I got to say, for someone good. with just fat fingers, Dave can... He can no, make a decent terrible. cigar. No, I can't. He can make a decent cigar. Uh, I made a partagus in Cuba um, just to do it. Just a wrapper? Hmm. Or did you do no, I did the whole thing. What, what thing. size did, did thing. you make? Big one. Like a Big Lusitania? Something that his fingers could wrap around. I made a box of Cohibas in Dominican Republic. Mm. Terrible. I have them. <laughs> Six-hour project. Really. It took a long time, uh, and it was terrible. Didn't we smoke them on the show? No. No, perhaps we should. Perhaps we should. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All the right ingredients went into it, but they look terrible. Yeah, I'm voting against that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually, you, you bring up a good point. You don't, not that people would be untoward, but you do run the risk. And with things being shipped in the mail, uh, I'd be out on, uh, do it on a day I'm not here. If you yeah. Do no, it's like receiving food in the mail or something, and yeah, but there's crazy people. But when there, it's right? food, you eat it. Yeah, you can resist on packaged foods. I'd eat, right. but you know, if somebody said, "Oh, I made this cupcake for you," or something, not doing it. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen Depends. a turn down a cupcake. Just no, for the no. record, <laughs> never once, <laughs> never once. I have never done it before, but I would think about it anyway. So, final thoughts here: CLE Connecticut, the eleven eighteen. One of my favorites now. Yeah, it's very One solid. of my favorites. I'm, now I want to try some other size. I haven't had this in a long time. So it's kind of a forgotten, but wow, what a cigar. Picks up a little bit in strength in the bulbous part, yeah. as we alluded to earlier. Because it's, it's more tobacco. But it's very, sense. very cedary, very smooth. Yeah, I wonder if they put higher primings in there to fill that bulbous mm. part just so mm. boom, hits that. That heavier spot and then comes coming I mean, back how down. much higher? It never got above a five right. in strength. Yeah, it was like a four. Yeah. The highest point. And I love the ring gauge at the smoking yeah. end here. It's, it's nice. This is the second one I've had, and I will have many more. Very good. And I'm surprised. You like them stronger, but it's good taste, it, right? Good it's flavor. It's great flavor. Ed though. Sullivan really only concerns himself with something that is a good flavor and a good value. He doesn't mind paying for value, but he wants good flavor and good value. Not so much that he needs the strength. Like you said, it just slides right off. off. <laughs> I, I I think it's maybe they even make it in advance and they just put it on there. No, yeah. then they wouldn't be able to get it to the exact spot. No, they were all lined up. Hmm. Because look, it's not even connected, really. Right? Yeah, they touch the glue on the other part. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Okay, that's it. Next week, Barry turns the big five zero, and we're going to celebrate. Uh, Brad Weinstead is the head of consumer marketing division for the cigar division for Altadas USA, and he's going to bring in the new Monte Cristo Nicaraguan. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Oh, and uh, you've learned nothing else in the last two hours. Always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.